Agents of Nothing, and welcome to our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. We are your commanding officers. I'm Mariah. And I'm Caroline. And today we're going to be talking about Season 3, Episode 21, Absolution. Yeah. So, Mariah, how was your week? Uh, it was great. Christmas just passed, and that was a good time spent with family and, and stuff. Yay. Uh, <laughs> I also got my nails done for Christmas, and I'm obsessed with them. I wish I could have them like this all the time. I got them in, like, a nice, like, emerald green, and they're, like, short almond shape. Ooh. If anyone knows. Show the subs. Nail lingo. (laughs) Here you go, subs. So cute. These are not my real nails. (laughs) I love them. Um, so, yeah. So, how was your week? Um, mine has been super busy. Uh, I feel like I've had like half the amount of sleep that I usually do. And also like I was just losing track of days because I've just been like, just trying to catch up on everything and like with trying to figure out a new routine for the puppy and David hasn't been here. And so I've just been like doing things by myself and then also having to get ready for holidays and stuff I just felt absolutely out of whack and (laughs) um but as of recording this he will be coming home tonight so I'm very excited for that nice well yeah all right so we ready to get started I think so so this episode was written by Chris Dingus and (laughs) there's no way that's how you pronounce it no way if it is, I'm very There's sorry, no Chris, way. but I'm keeping it that way. I'm, <laughs> I'm. This episode is written by Chris Damn. Dingus and Drew Z. Greenberg and directed by Billy Gearhart. Poor Chris. He's got to get that all the time. Chris, I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> so sorry. There's no way that that's real. <laughs> Man. Um... <laughs> And this was part one of a two-part season finale. Ooh. Yeah, definitely felt that. Um, so, unfortunately, we have, or fortunately, we have no new characters. No new trauma. <laughs> Just yeah. old trauma. Oh, excuse me. So, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we begin with Daisy waking up from a bad dream where she and Coulson are the only team members left alive in a survival pod in a desolate version of Earth that looks just like the planet that Hive came from. And I don't... Mavith? Mavith. Yes. It looks just like Mavith. But then she wakes up and... <laughs> Why was she sleeping like that? Like, <laughs> she was literally just like arms to her side, straight and stiff in the middle of the bed, like, her head was below the pillows, and her feet were, like, <laughs> hanging off the bottom. <laughs> There's no way that was comfortable. No way. So then we switch to a very intense scene on the Quinjet. May is piloting, and Mac, Lincoln, and Elena are looking very nervous in the back. Lincoln hands Mac the kill switches to his and Elena's bomb vests in case anything goes wrong. And May says that the Quinjet is not holding up well because, quote, it wasn't made for this. Where are they going? (laughs) 
every time I write something like that, it makes sense for me because I'm like taking notes. I'm like, where are they going? But then when I say it here, I feel like Dora the Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> where are they going? Where are we going? <laughs> Um, anyway, so Simmons visits Daisy in her isolation pod, although she stays on her own side of the glass. <laughs> Simmons has come to try and jog more memories out of Daisy about Hive and their plans. Daisy continues to wallow, realizing that Simmons is the only one who ever comes to see her, because Simmons is the only person that Daisy didn't personally hurt during her time with Hive. Simmons ignores Daisy's self-pity and tries to keep it all business. Simmons does mention that they have a lead on a missile silo that Hive might be trying to use, and they're pretty sure that Hive is already there. And they're right. <laughs> uh, Hive and their posse are confident that they will be able to see anyone who flies near the island that the silo is on. This scene, my, my, the first thing that I noticed was that guy you know the the telekinetic one i forgot about him <laughs> I, I didn't realize he was still alive yeah i forgot about him too i i did have to uh google his name so <laughs> <laughs> although they say it may says says it later and i'm pretty sure yeah. she only says it because they knew that nobody would remember him <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know they were right. They probably would have seen anybody flying near the island, uh, which is why May was flying underwater. <laughs> God, she's so smart. She's a genius. So smart. And then we see Talbot and Fitz hoodwink another government official to help Coulson get whatever top secret government codes they need. Oh my God, I could watch a thousand hours of this. Of Fitz in like the green screen prep with, like, the fucking dots on his face and everything. I love That could have gone on for hours. I love <laughs> Ian getting to show off his comedic chops. Absolutely. Fitzsimmons are so serious these days that it's easy to forget, like, they started off as comedic relief. Yeah, true. Uh, and also, I I guess you get taught this, like, code language in the S.H.I.E.L.D. Academy, like, Bravo, Victor, Niner, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) So it's really funny because um, we literally have a little sheet of that by our phones at work, like by the receptionist desk, um, so that we can spell things to people. Because I just was always just making up (laughs) words to use. Um, And then my boss was like, no, there's like... There's, like, specific words you're supposed to use. Like, there's, like, a... There is an alphabet of that. (laughs) Um, So she just... She put this little sheet up there because everybody else was doing the same thing that I was. Which I feel like, if that's the case, if everybody is just making up words, then we should just make up words. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. So, it obviously works. And I love this team. They do such good work together. I'm so proud of them all the time. My favorite part was when uh, Talbot was like, he's an inch taller than me. (laughs) If he had to go and grab a book. Aw, little tiny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Hive is flabbergasted. I haven't used that word in a while and it felt good. (laughs) 
flabbergasted that someone would have been able to get in the building to stop their launch. They order Dr. Radcliffe to fix this. And Radcliffe is like, I'm a doctor, not a flight systems engineer. Um, so Hive says that they're going to kill Radcliffe in really disgusting and graphic ways. Um, so Radcliffe is like, uh, no, that's okay. I'll figure it out. Please don't do those things. <laughs> um, and I actually really love Radcliffe. <laughs> Hive tells everyone else to start scouring the building for S.H.I.E.L.D. Lincoln tries to be optimistic with May, saying that Daisy's info has been useful and that Andrew's death wasn't in vain. And May says, don't do that. <laughs> do not be optimistic right now. Um, and then they realize that they are fully on camera. Um, so they have to split up and hurry to the next part of their mission. God damn it, Lincoln. Oh, Lincoln. Stinking Lincoln. <laughs> he just like casually walks out and looks up. Oh, there's a security camera. And then he doesn't explain further, then they know where we are. Right. I mean, May, like, all she did was just, like, tilt her head and look, and she saw it too, so I don't know. They probably would have seen them eventually anyway, but... I guess so. Anyway, (laughs) we gotta gotta talk shit about Lincoln. (laughs) We do love him. I want to make that clear. Yeah. He's just a little Lincoln annoying. Lincoln is good. He's a little dumb. <laughs> he's he's really stupid. And we love him. Um, So Elena and Mac are starting to get a little sassy with each other. <laughs> back and forth. Because Mac is not showing enough of a sense of urgency when rescuing hostages. <laughs> Yo-yo roasting Mac is everything to me. Absolutely. I was so on her side. (laughs) (laughs) I could have watched that for a long time, too, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Mac then tries to give Elena her cross necklace back because he says, you need it more than me. And Elena is horrified. Who would return such a gift? (laughs) Which is true. That's so rude. (laughs) Truly. She gave you this, like, very important, like, token, and you're just like, I don't know, you need it. <laughs> That's fucked up, Mac. Not okay. How dare. And then they give us a very long close-up shot of his hand returning the cross to his pocket, and oh fuck, I'm remembering that dream vision thing now with the cross necklace floating in space. Oh fuck. <laughs> You will feel the anxiety I felt next episode. No! (laughs) I don't want to. (laughs) Why can't they just make TV shows where everything is good and everybody's happy? Everything works out. Yeah. Yeah. I would watch a sitcom of just Fitzsimmons. Absolutely. And just, like, the other characters come in every now and then when they're just, like, we're just coming to visit our friends. (laughs) So Coulson and Fitz are agonizing over how else to help the field team because, as Coulson says, there's a lot of people to outsmart here, meaning every host that Hive has ever inhabited, which, yeah, that is a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah. Simmons comes in to inform them that Daisy is awake and does not know the meaning of the word absolution in this context. 
Colson and Fitz say they just need to dig deeper. Or she just doesn't know it. I'm <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't really understand why they think Hive would have told her it, yeah. all of his plans, you know? And it's also like, why land on that word specifically? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, so Radcliffe begs the uh, alpha dog inhumans things, <laughs> whatever ridiculous name they were given. I forgot. Um, primitives. I did. Primitives. We, he did say it later, but I did forget. And I don't like that either. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Any, so Radcliffe begs them. To help him bypass needing to be a rocket scientist in order to solve this predicament that they are all in. And so he names them Ronald and Ronald 2. I totally thought that he was going to go with Ronald and Donald, but I guess Ronald (laughs) 2 is okay. (laughs) I just so absolutely uncreative. (laughs) Truly. Um, And as it turns out, the only communication that they seem to respond to is picking up tools when Radcliffe accidentally says the word tools, (laughs) which was unironically hilarious. So fucking funny. (laughs) And the way they just like, were stand, they just like were standing so straight and then just like lifted it. And like, they weren't even, the tools weren't even like the right side up. Right. (laughs) Just lifted it up like a child. So Hive has made it to the room that Lincoln has been hiding in and starts taunting him. Hive says he knows it must have hurt when they took Daisy from him. That Daisy told Hive it would hurt Lincoln. Ugh. Oof. Nobody wants to hear that. Yeah. That sucks. I hate it. <laughs> um, Colson goes to update Daisy on the team's progress, and she's still beating herself up for telling Hive everything she knew and not getting any intel in return. It breaks my heart. I know it. Coulson tries to stay professional and diplomatic, but ultimately he can't hold it in. He tries to convince Daisy that this was not her fault, despite what she believes. He says she was brainwashed, and she says, so was Ward. We're the perfect pair. Daisy, don't make me barf. Also, this is different brainwashing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a little different. This is this is really not the same thing. Hive continues taunting Lincoln, saying that while Daisy loved him, Hive could give her the one thing that Lincoln never could. Ew. The happiness <laughs> that comes with belonging. And like, bro, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what? <laughs> Eventually, Lincoln pops out, ready to, like, lightning strike everywhere, and Hive says, go ahead. I can just find a new host, basically. Uh, Maybe even someone in S.H.I.E.L.D. And then Lincoln runs away, because that was an option the whole time, actually. Apparently. (laughs) Which is my favorite thing. (laughs) Why were you just standing there if you could have run away? (laughs) I mean, I guess... I guess they needed him. They needed Hive to follow him. Yeah. Anyway. Back to Coulson's pep talk. 
He tells Daisy that she's just going through withdrawals right now and she's not always going to feel this bad. But Daisy says she wants to feel this bad because it's fueling her desire for revenge. And Coulson knows all about revenge and he doesn't want that for Daisy. Sorry, there may be dog sounds <laughs> right now. It's all good. They have made their way into my room. You've got a baby. I had a baby. <laughs> Ew, wait, no, I... <laughs> Knocking on wood. (laughs) Coulson knows all about revenge, and he does not want that for Daisy. Daisy tells him to get the memory machine out if you haven't already, and force force her to keep all of her sins right at the forefront of her mind at all times. Coulson says they've already gotten the memory machine out of storage, but not for her. Mm. Oh, they were going to use it on Hive. Okay. (laughs) Straight over my head. Um, Lincoln makes it makes it to Mac and Elena with Hive right on his heels. Elena quickly finishes what Mac was working so slowly on. Why the fuck was Mac working on it if Elena could have done it that fast to begin with? Um, and then Lincoln uses their new gadget to start to fry Hive's brain a little bit. Which, nice. <laughs> love that. The three of them run away to try and save the hostages while Hive struggles to come back to reality. They keep acting out the memories of their hosts, including Ward and Will. When James and Guerra, that's his name, <laughs> try to come to Hive's rescue, they are more than a little freaked out. <laughs> I had to look up. So James said, like, is it just me or is the boss a little gonzo? And I had to look up if Gonzo was an Australian slang term because the only Gonzo I know is from the Muppets. <laughs> and I'm not sure if it's specifically Australian slang, but it basically means crazy. I, I feel like that makes sense. It's like like the word gone. Like your mind is yeah. gone. It's Gonzo. Like Dunzo. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I like it, though. <laughs> I also like... Him just calling him a Muppet. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so May finds Radcliffe and the Gremlins. I pref- I do prefer the Gremlins. I feel like Gremlin is a good word for them. Yeah. So they find them, and the fight ensues. Obviously, Elena finds the hostages and quickly has them follow her without any introductions at all. <laughs> <laughs> and they followed her. <laughs> Hive is definitely getting stuck in Ward's memories, eventually telling James and Guerra to disconnect the warhead, and then they get lost in one particular memory, the one where Ward got ordered to cross off the S.H.I.E.L.D. team, including Fitzsimmons, and I swear to God, if I have to watch this happen again, I am going to scream. <laughs> I'm going to be gonzo. <laughs> oh, Brett Dalton just absolutely killing it in this scene playing multiple different characters at once oh my god yes fantastic where's his emmy i know (laughs) so good um may of course wins her fight against all three goblins and radcliffe begs her to take him back to shield with her but just then the ceiling opens and guerra is taking the warhead May and Radcliffe meet back up with Lincoln, Mac, and Elena, who are leading the dozens of hostages back to their very tiny Quinjet. That was 
it, truly so many hostages. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure they only have like eight chairs on the Quinjet. I know, everyone's <laughs> gonna have to hold on. <laughs> and then they had the fucking... Anyway, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> um... So Hive then shows up behind them, just as they planned. And so they catch him. They catch him in a box of honey-colored molasses. And I guess it was the gel matrix shit, but I <laughs> forgot that that existed. It's okay. It's been three months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and only Radcliffe seems to have an appropriate reaction to this. <laughs> Anyway, so back on the base, Talbot congratulates Coulson for a job well done so far. They will work together to find the warhead and reverse the infection and fix the primitives. Um, And Radcliffe tells them that the primitives are irreversible, actually. But Talbot doesn't accept that. Radcliffe and Talbot interacting is everything to me. So funny. So funny. Literally, there were so many parts of this episode that I was like, I could just watch this on repeat. Yes. (laughs) The same 30 seconds. So Fitzsimmons are off to work with Radcliffe on a cure to everything. Um, Coulson congratulates Lincoln and offers him a full-time spot as a a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. But Lincoln ultimately declines. He says he doesn't actually want to be an agent. And that's true. He never did. (laughs) He was only in it for Daisy and it's been made clear that Daisy neither wants nor needs Lincoln or anything that he has to offer. And honestly, we love a self-aware man. <laughs> Mac is shocked because he didn't realize that people were allowed to say no to S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> Literally, the look on his face when Lincoln, Lincoln was like, I think I'm going to decline. And he was like, you're what? <laughs> Excuse me? Coulson says, you're making a mistake. You have a real future here, which is an absolute lie. Nobody at S.H.I.E.L.D. has a future. You have a present (laughs) and nothing else. You can't you can't plan for anything working for S.H.I.E.L.D. There is no 401k for secret agents. You technically don't exist. (laughs) You literally only exist within S.H.I.E.L.D. and nowhere else. And yeah. And you better not let anybody find out about you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then against Coulson's wishes, Mac immediately goes to tell Daisy that they caught Hive. Daisy is less than enthused. However, Mac tells her that he forgives her for what she did to him. And then he forces her into a hug that she doesn't think she deserves. It's a very emotional moment. Um, And I understand that Daisy needed to be shown this affection that she never would have accepted. And also, like, the forcing her into a hug was uncomfortable a little bit for me. Yeah, I can see that. But this scene is one of the most memorable moments in the show for me. Yeah. It was definitely moving, for sure. While Fitz is wallowing in all the work they're going to have to do to reverse what Radcliffe created... Simmons is planning a trip for two to the Seychelles Island. Uh, Fitz says, that's very unlike you. We both know I'm the romantic one. And then Simmons says, she's going to do something on that island that will take his breath away. And it works until she reveals 
that it's snorkeling. <laughs> I love seeing Fitz squirm. So good. So good. good. <laughs> but just then, Fitz gets called away to check on the gel matrix that Hive is in and to determine if it's safe to bring into the base. And as he grabs his jacket, he finds Mac's cross necklace, assumes it's Elena's, and then puts it in his pocket. Oh, fuck. Uh-oh. God damn it. Every time they show a pocket <laughs> in the show. <laughs> fuck. Mac and Daisy continue their heart-to-heart about how it felt to be under Hive's control. Daisy says, Hive is the devil, or the closest that anyone will ever come to meeting the devil. And it's like they're best friends again, and I'm really happy that they finally get to talk. (laughs) Fitz confirms that the gel matrix looks strong enough to bring into the base, but the hangar doors are still broken somehow, which feels ominous. (laughs) Um, And also, there's a suspicious pile of boxes that I do not trust. (laughs) And as it turns out, the suspicious pile of boxes was sent from Absolution, Montana. Why Montana? I don't know. Is that where James, that's where James lived. So Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and it turns poor O'Brien into a gremlin primitive. What would you do if you saw one of those primitives running towards you? Literally shoot myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking myself out first. I would literally <laughs> shit myself. I would my <laughs> fight or flight response is usually freeze. Yeah. Yeah, I probably wouldn't move fast enough. Either way, we're both dead immediately. (laughs) So Simmons is able to get Fitz back into the base uh, by overriding the security protocol, but not before losing at least four agents to the fog. And then they all become primitive inhumans and free hive. And oh my god, I'm so stressed. (laughs) They had them captured for all of 20 minutes. Literally. We were almost there, people. (laughs) If you had just checked the where, where the goddamn packages had come from. I know for people who were only accept packages from senders that you know. (laughs) Fortunately, Hive cannot get into the base, Uh, so it's you would think it's not an immediate threat, except. That Daisy telling Hive everything about S.H.I.E.L.D. included that the Zephyr can do very high-altitude flights. This means Hive has their delivery method for their dust now. God damn it. Uh-oh. And while the rest of S.H.I.E.L.D. is chasing their tails trying to figure out their next move, Daisy hacks her way out of her pod. I love that she could have done this the whole time. She's punishing <laughs> there herself. There is literally... <laughs> There's literally no capturing this woman. <laughs> um, she rides the pod up directly into the Zephyr, gets Hive's attention while they're just absolutely spinning out with their memories, and then gets on her knees and begs Hive to take her back. Holy shit. Oh my god. <laughs> And then there's no post-content content. Should we do the horns anyway? Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> Overall thoughts? I honestly, I really had to take a moment after her, like, begging him to, begging them to take her back. This whole arc of, like, like, the parallels to an abusive or toxic relationship has been so hard to watch, but so incredibly well done. Yeah. Man, it has just been getting straight to the heart. For sure. What about you? Um, I wanted to note that this episode is the beginning of the nickname Turtle Man that <laughs> Yo-Yo has for Mac. <laughs> I love it. Which, yes. Turtle and then Man. also, Guerra is still alive. Literally came out of nowhere. <laughs> like, I really thought he was, I really thought we killed that guy. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Well, that concludes our episode on Season 3, Episode 21, Absolution. Hell yeah. Next time, we'll be covering Season 3, Episode 22, Ascension, so stay tuned for that. Okay, bye. Bye. Love you. Bye.